Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is one on one with Casper oh, okay. Cole, Hollywood's bad guy, and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. All right. Howdy, 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 everyone. And welcome to One on One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, and we're coming to you live. Yes, indeed. We are live at Temple Bay Studios in Hollywood, California. I want to say hi to my incredible co-host and producer, Mr. John Williams. Hey, buddy. Hey, hey Jasper. Can you believe it's Thursday already again? <laughs> I know. Now we can, like, we can gauge how, slow, how fast we're dying by... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this week is just flown by. I don't know about you, but I, I woke up and I'm like, it's Thursday already? Jeez. I know. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Well, you know, we, we, didn't do this, we didn't do a show last week, but we kicked it off. Right with Dr. Fujian the week before. So we, mm-hmm. this is sort of our official, you know, uh, kick back into live shows in November. Um, yeah. So we kind of, so we, we kind of did a, a dress rehearsal, which I think went good. Don't you? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Considering we've been together eight years now. Yeah. So listen, <laughs> I think we got it. <laughs> some of you who've been with us from the beginning know, you know, John and I go back eight years and uh, yeah. I'm so excited. We're doing the show live again. I want everyone to please follow us on social media because we've got pages on Instagram and Twitter and uh, uh, Facebook. It's all one-on-one with Jasper Cole. And, of course, also my uh, personal and fan pages are Jasper Cole Says, S-A-Y-S. And my website, jaspercole.com, also has a link to the show with all the necessary uh, links. It's just, you know, the world is one big link, JW. It is. (laughs) Right? It is, except this on Instagram where you can only have one link in your profile, and then you have to have oh a whole tree of links. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as I was saying last time, I, you know, I'm 55, and I'm I'm determined that I'm not going to be left behind in this uh, technological world. So you, thank God I have you to help me. But you know, I do struggle, but I think I'm trying to at least stay up to date. I just don't want to be that old person going. Yeah, you young people and your gadgets, you know, you can't deal with that shit. <laughs> well, you got a whole education on VR on the last show, so now you're a little – that's the future of the net. That's that's the 4D internet coming soon. But Virtual I mean, reality. Is, yeah, but the thing is with social media, though, is it's constantly changing. Even I have to go through refresher courses and things like that because Facebook's constantly changing everything. And, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. They own Oculus. Mm-hmm. They own WhatsApp. They own everything, So, you know, except Twitter. So, so everything is just constantly changing. So It's yeah. the one thing Jeff Bezos doesn't own. It's the one thing Amazon hasn't <laughs> right. bought yet, which mm-hmm. – it could happen, right? Um, but yeah, so I wanted to let everyone know we're so excited because we've been promoting our special guest uh, tonight. She is so, first of all, I'm so in love with her. I've been a fan of hers for many, many years, and then I got to actually call her a friend. But now I get to say she's also part of the Newman Thomas Management 
family. So everyone knows that our special guest tonight is now. Are we going to bring her on now, Jr. Jr. We, we sure can. <laughs> who Who are you? you? Well, you work with a Jr. and a Jw. I know. So I've got J's. all It's got initials going on, so I get it. It's okay. I yeah, know, we can bring her I on would, right now. She's. I don't want to keep her waiting. It. So everyone, please welcome you got our very it. special guest, the multi-talented Jennifer Elise Cox. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a standing O for you, Jennifer. That's a real applause up in here. That's really nice. How are you, my dear? Good. Well, How are you guys doing? I'm a JC. Oh, you, you are. We are. We are. J, we're J. We're both JCs. JC, it could be JC, JW, JR. Yep. I have JR. so many J's in my wow. life. Well, first of all, thank you so much for for joining us uh, on the show. Everybody, thank I've gotten you for such a great. Oh my God, I got such a great response from ever since we posted it. I mean, just so everyone who's just tuning in, we're here tonight with Jennifer Lee Cox, of course, probably best known as Jan Brady in the Brady Bunch movies. Um, one of my favorite roles ever, of course, is Gina on Web Therapy, which <laughs> to this day. Oh my God, that's my favorite too. That's Gina, my favorite. Seriously, there, I could oh, watch so her good. all damn day. I mean, yes. I love Gina. I want to be Gina. She just does not give a fuck. Oh, you know? oh my God. Yeah. Just, yeah. And also, I mean, Nurse Pittman on Will and Grace. I mean, you've got yep. such an incredible body of work. And we're going to get to all that because I want to go through um, so many of your credits. And Idiot Sitter, the most recent thing you've been doing on Comedy Central, your film Out West. But I want to go back because. You know, I like to talk to fellow thespians on here about how it all started and like their journey. And, you know, Jen and I, we're in the same generation. I'm older, but we're totally, no, you we're, know, we're similar. We're close. Yeah. We're in that same, <laughs> that same, that same club, we as close. we call it. Yeah. But so you grew up in New York City, which I don't know if a lot of people yeah. know that, but I think a lot of people think of you as a California girl. You know, and I don't know There's if sometimes. There's a bunch, I think, in the blonde hair that's been dyed, y'all. I mean, it's dark. <laughs> it's breaking, totally are we dark. breaking news tonight, or is that, I, yeah? I mean, I, I, it's <laughs> shocker. I, you guys might be really surprised to learn that I'm a brunette. <laughs> it's so shocking. We like to break stories here on One on One with Jasper Cole. But, you know, no, I think you're right. I think because of your persona and just your your voice and your energy, there is a very Californian um, energy to you. But nothing against the stereotypical New York uh, impression that's no. out there. But you no. you got to grow up in the great city of Manhattan, right? And you were surrounded I by did. the uh, what's so funny is I know you're talking politics a lot. Uh-huh. And what's so interesting is like I grew up in New York at a time where we did Trump for the first time and everybody <laughs> hates him. Right. Like we all hate him. And we can't believe we're doing it again. And Giuliani too. I mean like oh my he God. was in the mix in the eighties, like I mean, Trump was just like so disgusting there. It's and everybody hated him and everybody hates him in Manhattan still. I can't right. believe he's our president. It's crazy. Well, I think that's why it's like we're living in an alternate universe. It really is. We are. Right. We are. So well, we yeah. are. And it's weird because I did it twice. Well, that's a great <laughs> point. Well, 
Well, that's a great point you're making, Jennifer, because a lot of the people, you know, I call it the flyover states, everyone that voted for him, they're really, I think their only reference to him was the Celebrity Apprentice. So they didn't know what a complete joke he was. Like you said, for 70s and 80s and 90s, he was just, and it still is. Everybody in New York. Oh my God, the whole thing with Marlon Maples. I used to oh see them God. at the gym, you know, when I was like 19, and he'd be like sweating doing his workout, and she'd be there handing him towels, and then he would throw towels at her. Uh, okay, well, truth, as I've revealed before, you know, I went to college with Marla. Well, let me just make it clear Marla and I are, well, we're both one year dropouts. <laughs> because I, I decided. Yeah, well, I decided I knew. People drop out of school, you know. Well, I knew I wanted to be an actor, but I'm going to quickly tell this story. So the first day of acting Mm -hmm. class in college, they the teacher went around and they asked everyone, "Where do you see yourself in like ten years in your career?" You know, some people said Broadway and theater, and I said I'd love to go to Hollywood and be do sitcoms. And they got to Marla, and she goes, "Well, I guess I just want to be famous." (laughs) And we all looked at her like, "You stupid bitch." you you know and then like jump cut to 15 years 12 years later i'm walking down fairfax by a newsstand one day and i just look over and it's this big picture of these two blonde women and it's like georgia peach confronts trump's wife or something and i look over and i put i pull up the paper and it's like georgia peach marlon maples and i thought okay well i guess i guess she won (laughs) wow she's certainly famous Kim Kardashian, yeah. she said that to my girlfriend, Julian Barbary, way back in the day. She was like, I just want to be famous like you, you know, well, she, and Julian was we, like, well, do you want to study or and she was like, no, I just want to be famous. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I think that, that that's maybe the key. I think we maybe studied too much and thought about it too much. <laughs> I, I agree. Well, fuck all this trying to be serious actors. But these, of course, that was the old times. Day. That was the old times. This was before, you know, reality TV and social media That's and all that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now the things have changed. They just say want to be famous, and they're famous. So, like, well, and, famous. and right. speaking of social yeah. media, I want everyone to make sure they follow Jen as well on her social media. So uh, Instagram is at Jen Elise Cox, and pretty much everything else is Jennifer Elise Cox. And mm-hmm. they can also Twitter's go to – at Jen Elise Cox, and I think – Instagram is Jennifer Elise Cox. Oh, I know it's really it. annoying. Well, if they go but, to your website, jenniferelisecox.com, it's all there. Yeah. It's all there. It's yeah, all when there. I post all of that, yeah, all of that's in they the can description. Link it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to make sure. <laughs> Even your IMDb. Every... <laughs> I always yes, say just, just Google Jennifer Elise Cox and, <laughs> right. and, yes. see, and see what comes up. But no, so I was going to say, you, growing up in Manhattan, but minus Trump, you mm-hmm. did, when did when did this whole acting bug happen? Was it something early on, or it was really early on for me because my parents were artists in Manhattan, and I was seriously indulged. Like I was so lucky. Like they took me to Isadora Duncan dance classes <sighs> wow. when I was four, and like I mean. They just wanted me to be an artist, and all of their friends were actors. They hung out with Susan Sarandon and Chris mm. Sarandon, and mm. they hung out. They they went to acting school, and they just they wanted me to be an artist. Like if I would have said that I was going to be a lawyer, they would have been really <laughs> upset with me. And right, it's just a different experience 
from all of my friends, you know, I went to an arts high school. I went to performing arts, which was the fame high school. That's the fame and then I went school, to right? Yeah. Arts. But I, I mean, I had such a different experience since from my friends who I went to school with, because all of their parents really didn't want them to be an artist. And it was sure. like, if I wasn't an artist, forget it. Like you would have been disowned. Been really yeah. 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 So, so I, how, I, was how, was that, how was that going to the performance art school? I'm assuming it was great because you had everything right there. Amazing. That school was amazing. The students were amazing. The faculty was incredible. And I heard that like, kind of went I went in the 80s so I heard that I went at the best time because it was mm. like the freest time and it was right. the craziest time and you know you know academics were not really like you know important <laughs> they, they weren't pushed and now, too hard. And now like they have some you know principal who's like preaching academics there and oh. you know I kind of I kind of wish I would have gotten some of the academics because I am a dummy in some ways but <laughs> I mean but I got such a great theater education it was amazing so fun but I mean I feel like for eight years I spent time just like on the floor just touching the ground like uh-huh. I just remember for hours like, rolling around you just uh-huh. had classes where you rolled around <laughs> Well, that kind of that compared you that that prepared you for Los Angeles when you got to Hollywood, (laughs) and they're like, "Okay, bitch, get on the floor," but for different reasons. But we but we digress. Oh my! (laughs) Pretend you're a tree now, bitch. Um, Yes. So oh my god but so, so after you yes yeah, so you got accepted into the prestigious cal arts and you came west and that's what brought you out mm-hmm. to california right i always knew i wanted to come to california and i can see why people think i'm from california because i really i used to try and sound like i was a valley girl i wanted to be i knew i always went, wanted to go to california i don't know why uh-huh. And like I would, I would put on a California accent. And people are always like, "You don't have a New York accent at all." And I was like, "No, I studied it. I wanted to be from California. I'm really weird. Like I, I just knew I wanted to be here. And right, I'm glad I came here. Oh my well, god. Well, had you been here at all before? Before you came out for Cal for uh, Cal Arts? Um, a little bit. Um, my mom did movie advertising and she worked with people in California. So she would take me on trips here. Oh, okay. And, got it. Um, so I got to kind of, kind of get what it was. And I was just like, this is fantastic. I have to do everything in my power to come to California. <clears throat> I just thought the weather in New York was just. Terrible. Oh yeah. It, me too. Yeah. When I was, when I was in Atlanta thinking about either moving to New York or, um, LA, my theory was just like, you know what, if I'm going to have to be poor and struggling and suffering, yeah. I'd rather just be laying on the beach than on the sidewalk yeah. in New York, right? When it's freezing. And people told me in LA, they were like, look, even if you're poor, struggling, like you can go to the beach, there's mm-hmm. things you can do, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. as opposed to New York where you can't do anything. You're just <laughs> you're trapped in, in the winter, poor. you're just trapped inside. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, you're just trapped inside. <laughs> well, I mean, Cal Arts is an amazing school. I think you and I have talked about we Jules Aaron, who was one of the professors there, who's 
was a dear friend Amazing. of mine. Yeah, was really a, the big theater professor there. Um, tell us about some of the alumni that that you worked with at CalArts. Are, are there people today that are in the business that kind of came up through the ranks with you there? Well, there's there's a whole bunch, but I mean, uh, really, the people who kind of made an impression on me is like um, uh, uh, the SpongeBob gentleman. Oh, oh, right. Oh, wow. I mean, he was incredible. Like a lot of a lot of the animators from CalArts, mm-hmm. because it is like the school for they are like employed like ninety nine percent out of that school. Out of that Crazy. school. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. It, and you know, Martin, Martin, amazing, you know, oh my God. so visionary, so incredible. There's, you know, there's so many of them, but also um, a lot of the artists, um, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of really into art. And I don't know if you guys go to the Broad Museum. It's, it's so fantastic. There are so many CalArts paintings oh, wow. up there. Cal it's Arts amazing. Artists. Like, it's kind of impressive. It's cool. Well, and also, you know, at that area, at that time, Santa Clarita, Valencia, that was kind of a just not a lot going on up there. Now, of course, there's like it's two or three. Brand. Right now, there's like two or three studios. You know, they shoot a lot of TV and yeah. film, film there, and of course, a lot of people move there to to get cheaper. You know, because they build these great subdivisions, and you can leave LA and not pay like three million dollars for a parking spot. You know. So totally. Yeah. I mean, when I was there, there was just Target and Don Cucos Mexican place. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that place. Was Magic Mountain? Was Magic Mountain there? Was that was Was Magic Mountain there yet? The the amusement yes, park. Yes, Magic Mountain was there, and it's so funny. We all all the students at that time worked at Magic Mountain because there was nothing out there. There were no right. jobs for us. So right. everybody worked at Magic Mountain, I remember. It's well, so place. after you left CalArts, did you move into Los Angeles? Is that how it started? kind of started for you? Was there like a moment or did you go go into sketch yes. comedy in L.A.? I moved in. I actually got into theater. I was literally like I was this theater girl. I had studied theater and I knew like the method and mm-hmm. I had done a play with this really sweet actress, Nikki Dukas. I moved in with her in Glendale. Oh, she okay. had this this place where the rent was so cheap. My rent was like three hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my god! Mm, wow. In a townhouse, you know, it was unheard of. <laughs> right. It was amazing. So I moved there, and I was doing theater primarily. And then it was so funny because I got. My first part, really, my first professional part was Brady Bunch, and oh like my God. I only knew, I only knew like the method, Stanislavski <laughs> method. So I applied the Stanislavski method to Jam Brady. Like I drove everyone crazy. I was doing Jam Brady method. Like, oh I my just, God! Like, totally, like I was Jam Brady twenty four seven. That's the best thing I've ever heard. She's crazy, you know. (laughs) But I didn't know any better. Well, let me ask you. So how did, like, did you have an agent? Or how did that ever happen? How did you get the... I had an agent. I got an agent from a showcase from CalArts. 
the showcase oh. where I was like so shy and I remember I wore like an, a Laura Ashley dress <laughs> and they were like, what are you, like, I didn't know what I was doing. They were like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> that is class. I well, they like picked up on that, that. What it was eccentric, that eccentric uh, yeah. vibe about you then. And that's how they got you I in that role. like, what are you doing? And they literally like, I didn't go on any auditions. I think I went on like three auditions and then they were like, we think you'd be right for Jam Brady. You've got to go into this. We know oh we haven't gosh. called you in like 10 months, but. <laughs> but see, I love oh. these stories. I love these stories because a lot of, a lot of actors are, you know, we're lucky to have a lot of actors who listen and especially a lot of young actors. And it, it's, it's a great story of like, you can't plan, you know, nobody can plan, quote, their breaks, you know, in the business. I mean, a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of people spend time trying to manipulate things so that they can be in the right time, you know, position or the right place. But here's an example where it was your, that was your moment. That was your part. And you went in and there's, there's a lot to be said for like, you know, not knowing all the rules, not knowing the tricks. Yes. And, Right. There, there is, and you can't plan it. And I totally agree with you that when it's your part, it's your part. But it has to happen naturally, no, and yeah. literally, you just have to be open to it. You just have to keep going. You have to keep like you know throwing the crap up on the wall and seeing what sticks. You know? Right, <laughs> like spaghetti on the wall, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so throwing it up, see if it sticks. You know, it's I mean, just, it a- was random. It was totally random. Well, what's amazing to me is hearing that now is like, oh, my God, that that first part just sort of propelled you off running and running. You know what I mean? It was it was like a huge a huge break. So I guess it's interesting because that when you when you get into a big blockbuster kind of uh, franchise like that, it's. It's good and bad. It's never bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. I, you, you know, well, it's, you're lucky to get it, but right. you get a little typecast. Right. And you're lucky to be typecast. Exactly. I, don't know. You know? I agree. Mm. I'm told, I talk you're about lucky. getting typecast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, you know, there's not that's a blessing, especially in the TV world. You know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the TV world, they can only they want to put us in a, a certain category, and if you. I think once you get in a category, then you can get on that list. But you really, you jumped right into television pretty quickly, and you had a lot of great yes. television. And so looking back on that now, um, I, know, I know we made fun of the method situation in terms of applying that to TV, which is kind of different. But but your training obviously helped you in many ways, you know. But I think it's also good. you just it's had good. an innate natural comedic ability uh that you can either have or you don't it's just you know you have to have the timing that you have lucky that it like kicked in at that time because you know in college I fancied myself on Meryl Streep I thought I was (laughs) really sweet I mean I was doing Sam Shepard plays and Mm -hmm. crying my eyes out and like you know it's just it's so interesting that like the comedy kind of came out and the comedy has stayed and I'm so I'm so glad for it because you can actually like get older and, and yeah. do it. You know? Well, mm-hmm. let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about that because you know in the business that we're in, I've said this many times. We know it's a sexist bu- a business. I mean, as a as a right. an actor as a man, you know, right. 
I'm only going to work more the more older and more grizzled I get. And no, you know, I believe the, that about you. I feel like the more lines you get on your face, you know. Yeah, the but more when you're it comes work. to women, you know, there's that double standard. Luckily, as I always say, if you can if you can fall luckily into the character actress category, that's a blessing yes. because there's all oh, these other oh, great parts um, for for actor. But you know, but there is still that double standard. Um, going forward but i think what's great about you is and this is what i want all young actors to listen is you just have to stay in the game you know yes you, you just you stay in the, in the game it's like crabs it's literally like you just i mean i love to gamble so it's like you just gotta, <laughs> you gotta be rolling you gotta keep rolling and like sometimes you roll a million times until you you mm-hmm. get a good you know yeah. Well, speaking man, speaking you know. of gambling, I wanted to talk about that. So I don't know if I don't know if a lot of people know, but you're quite the proficient poker player, and yes, that is your a passion of yours. And it's not just like a celebrity, like you know how a lot of celebrities <laughs> kind of yes. get associated with like you know basket weaving and whatever. But right. this is like <laughs> this is like something you really love and that you're really good at. To how did. Now, how did that happen? Was that something you well, started? I feel so lucky. My father, um, you know, he passed away two years ago. Oh, rest bless his soul. Yes. He taught, he taught me how to play, and he taught me when I was four years old, which is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> wow. It might sound a little ridiculous. He was very Irish, and he liked to drink, and, you know, uh-huh. I mean, but he, he, God love him. I I think about him and I'm so grateful for him because he was just not misogynistic with me in any way. Mm -hmm. He was just literally like, you're going to be the best poker player ever, you know? And Mm. so, and so he kind of taught me and I've been playing for so long that it's something that I know how to do. And then I did a lot of the celebrity tournaments and then I got like really serious about it and played the world series and, you know, I've cashed a couple times in the World Series. Wow. And then it's funny, like, uh, my husband Lee and I, we go and we play a lot because we enjoy it, and he's really good, too. I taught him how to play, and he's very good. I hate to be braggy. No, but, he's um, brag. I'm very proud of his playing. But um, but it's it's kind of fun for me because I look so kind of blonde and stupid that people don't <laughs> see it coming. They have no idea that I actually know how to play and I can hustle at it. And um, I've made money and I enjoy it because it's, um, it, it's a lot like acting, I think, in that, like, you have to, you have to really believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think a lot of, like, the acting thing is, like, you kind of really believe that you can yes. get that part, even it's though co- it's a confidence. so like not in your favor. You know, right. the odds are not in your favor, but gambling is the same kind of thing. It's fun. Well, that's a great point you make. Like you said, you they don't see it coming with you. You know, they talk about the poker face, oh. I guess. And so that's a brilliant uh, observation. You're People like. Everyone at the table is like, all in, all in, all in. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was you wouldn't be, but you just think I don't know what I'm doing. It's great, you know? Yeah, you can, you can use that. Lot. 
yeah. you can use that blonde hair to your favor uh, in your advantage, especially in poker. I love it. It works. Wow, it really works in poker. It works. Well, and anyone, it's, it's good for your mind. Everyone tuning in right now, we're we're here with the amazing Jennifer Elise Cox and my co-host, Mr. John Williams. And also, everyone, you can call in uh, at – what's the number, John? Can you give out the phone number? Oh, sure. They can call in 563-999-3025. Again, that's yes. 563-999-3025. And that's during this Thursday November 7th. Right, the live show. If you happen (laughs) to be, obviously, if you're listening to this later on an archive podcast, you can't call in, but that's okay. Right. You can you can still enjoy us because well, this goes right, on. To, but nobody's going to answer. Nobody's going to answer. That's why I'm making that distinction. I mean, I can give you my cell phone number just in case you're, if you're lonely, I can talk to you. But oh lord. But otherwise, otherwise, good luck to you. Um, yeah. But you know, I I know I know Lee said he did not need a shout out, but I have to give a shout out to Lee Brownstein, your husband, because that that's how, is sweet because he helps us on the daily, doesn't he? I yes, mean, and he's amazing. an amazing talent yeah. on his yeah. own right as both a producer and and a director. And I want yeah. to talk about the great movie Out West that you starred in and produced with Lee, and Lee directed it. Um, it's it came out just a couple of years ago now, right? It's just, it's out on all the platforms. It's called out West and it's Jennifer starring in it with Sam pancake and Beth Grant and uh, Ray Weiss and who am I? It's amazing cast of people. It's got a brother in it. Yeah. The drunk one, Um, which is good. (laughs) We love him. Well, no, I love him because, well, I love him. I feel like he's the brother that would tell Alec to shut the fuck up occasionally. But then they have to deal with... <laughs> they, people honest. They he have does. to deal with yeah. Stephen, the, the Christian, the younger one. So, you know, oh my I'm sure... God. That's <laughs> yeah, who's Justin Bieber's father-in-law now. But that's a whole other... No. Do you think Do you think Justin Bieber paid all their bills? Probably. I, I, I hope think so. so. I would hope so. Or, or, or Stephen is... Well, he should pray to God a little, pray to Jesus a little more. Maybe that'll help the yes, ball boys. Pray to Jesus for money. <laughs> right. But um, how how was it for you producing a project? Because, I mean, I know that's a, a lot to do, but I think it's a great way to take control of, of your career, oh, which you, you did. Definitely, definitely. Well, I'll say, you know, I had many duties, but I will tell you that Lee Brownstein completely produced that film. And he's here right now. He just gave me a look. But no, no. I mean, I, I, um, well, you're in like every I scene of the movie. So much for that film. It's so interesting to be on the other side of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I learned more than I've ever learned. Yes. About just the whole process, and um, I'm really grateful for it. Well, I say that all the time too. If actors, if we, especially if you get on the other side of the casting table, yeah. right? Yeah, that must be so cool for you. That must help your acting. I would well, say. It, I mean, it yeah. helps because you realize, like, you know, twenty people can come in and they can all just be amazing and knock it out of the park, yeah. but. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, but but there's yeah. that one that you just go, you know, they have the quality that like we talked about earlier, it's their part. Yeah. 
And it's just their role. It's their role before they even walk in the door. Exactly. It's just and mm. it's not even that they gave a better performance. Nope. Nope. And that's what I say to a lot of actors now. I'm like, I realize, you know, when it's your role, it's your role. Right. It is. Don't they say that because you check all the boxes? Isn't that what they mean? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard do. casting people say that they know within three to five seconds when before a lot of times before they even uh, we open our mouths, they're praying that we can like walk and talk at the same time <laughs> because <laughs> because we bring in the essence of the character or whatever. Mm. So they're just hoping that. But, you know, what happens is a lot of actors, we leave we leave the auditions going, oh, my God, I know I, ki- you know, I killed it. And then I don't right. get the part and they beat themselves up. And yeah. I always say to them, it's, it's, that's not what it's about. I mean, sure. There are some people that right. come in and they suck, but you know, that's, <laughs> that's beside the point. That, it, off day. It, it really is like, <laughs> it's kind of out of your control. It's so totally. funny. Like, I totally. mean, I love like Eddie Murphy talked about like, him being like 19 years old on SNL, they were like, how did you come up with your characters? And he was like, God came up with them. And right. it's kind of, I mean, I hate to say it, like, and I don't need to be like preachy, God-like, but like, it, it, it is a higher power that yes. kind mm-hmm. of comes up with that for you. I right. don't know, it's, it's weird. I, I totally agree with you. I agree with you. Um, mm-hmm. So like I mentioned earlier, that you have all these like iconic television characters of course starting of course with Gina but talk about because you're still so beloved from Will and Grace and playing the nurse on that on that original time around Um, are you amazed well now the show is more popular than ever so you must do people still recognize you from that show they do and I just did I just did an interview um, with this gentleman who was like, I want to interview because Deborah Messing has been talking about how you were her favorite guest star. Oh my god! And I'm literally like on a campaign, like, okay, people, can we call in? Can we get me on the Especially next with her. Yes. Well, Especially with her being pregnant. Hello. Yes. Well, the cat. You <laughs> yes. know, it's it's the yeah. Julie Ashton is the same casting director, and she loves you. So I love Julie Ashton. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we could just. We're gonna. Well, I've been keeping an eye that. out for for stuff on there, but um, I just realized too. I think Tracy Lillian Phil may have been the the first uh, the first yes. time around. Is that right? Yeah. Tracy um, Lillian Phil was the one who cast me initially, but I love Julie Ashton and like right. maybe you know maybe it could happen. Maybe like the finale. Look, I'm I'm asking for a lot. <laughs> well, no, listen. You know, Deborah is huge. Deborah is huge on Instagram. You know, she's a big uh, social media person. So we we'll, we'll have to we'll talk off air about that one. Yeah, because that's okay. a good. Yeah. I've got some but ideas. But you know, Jasper, that, that Deborah's character is pregnant in Will and Grace this time around, or announced that she's pregnant. So I could see oh. Jennifer coming back as a nurse Pittman for sure. <laughs> I want to see Jennifer. I want to great. see. I, I want to see you and Leslie Jordan together. Do you know Leslie Jordan, the oh, little actor? I love Leslie Jordan. Oh my love. God, the two, the two of you would be great to, on on something She's together. Sweetest too. Oh my God, I'm amazed. Did you see her on Goliath? She was incredible. Yes, I love that. Yes. Show. Oh my God, yeah, <clears throat> amazing. Well, 
So listen, let's talk. Tell us about Idiot Sitter and how that came. First of all, you, I love that you've show. Been, you've got such a great. You've got like Michael Patrick King and you know all these Alan Ball. You've been able to work with these amazing showrunners. And uh, was were, did you know the team? Did you know Stephen Root at all, who was on Idiot Sitter, or how did that come to I be? I didn't know Stephen Root until I did that show, and he is the sweetest most talented like incredible guy he's so sweet he likes to play poker too oh there we go <laughs> yeah he's yeah. a gambler yeah um, he's he's amazing and i love him on barry oh my god oh my so god i love barry a lot of people don't get barry i think you have to you either get it or you don't. You know what I mean? It's one of those I like studied acting, you know, <laughs> been in that acting class. Uh-huh. All of <laughs> With those that black teacher, like Henry Winkler. I've had so many teachers like him. The black box theater and yeah, exactly. Totally. Uh, totally. on Santa Monica Boulevard. Or worse on, on Ventura Santa Boulevard. Boulevard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they call it Theater Row on Santa Monica Boulevard. Theater yeah. Row. Right. It's kinda of like you... Mid Row. Where, like, the cast, there's more people on stage than in the audience. Um, always. Always. I did a show Nobody once where. there except maybe, like, my parents. Well, what I did once where the only person was a critic, was the reviewer, and it was a comedy. Oh, my God. That's not too much pressure. <laughs> that's not too much crazy pressure. I think he felt sorry for us and just gave us a decent oh, review. But, oh, my God. Yeah. No, but, so, yeah, so, like. I also want to point out to people, you mentioned that about comedy versus how when you first started about wanting to do drama. You know, I believe it's much harder to do comedy than drama. And I think really good comedy comes out of drama. Um, it does. So I don't yeah, think everyone can, can do comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think everyone can, but I don't know that everybody wants to. You well, know, that's true. A lot of people really are putting yourself out there. It's like it's embarrassing yourself a lot of the times. It's like being really self-deprecating. It's kind of hard. A lot of people can't. But I want to point out, like you've done your your episode of a, a show called In Plain Sight, which which I loved. Um, you had oh, a thanks. very strong, powerful, dramatic role on that that uh, that. Theory. I was a hoarder. I was hoarding bunnies. Right. And it was really powerful. I mean, that's so sweet. I was so happy to get to do that because I, I mean, it, it's fun to get to do the dramatic kind right. of thing. Well, and like we talked about earlier, it's, yeah. it's good when you can get out of, you know, people can see you doing dr- the drama and the comedy. Back to being the it's character fun. actress, though, I think. You know, I've told you. I think the sky's the limit now for you. I think you're 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 really oh, going into like. Know. I think you're going into your. It's going to be your most amazing chapter of your career coming up. So. I always thought if I got older, it the roles were going to get better. Actually. I think so. so. I actually think getting older is good. Because you see yourself doing like voiceovers, Jennifer? Do you see yourself doing voiceovers, like oh, animation, since you I love art so much? I, I love them. I did, I did quite a bit of animation, and I want to get back to doing it because that's very creative, like wonderful mm-hmm. work. It's great. Yeah. And, 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 and it, you know, and fun. It's, and it's, it's a lot of times you don't even – now you can sometimes do it at home, you know, like in, yeah, in your phone. Yeah, I don't know about it. 
Oh, yeah. Jennifer, <laughs> Jennifer and I are yeah. all about the the least amount that we have to leave the house. It's, <laughs> right. it's, yeah, it's like welcome to fifty and fifty five. It's like I mean, you know, if y'all if, if they could come leave the house, yeah, if they could film us at home. If we book a job, I'm going to ask, could you film it at our house, please? And then <laughs> could you just edit it? You could I'm just edit it. <laughs> right. You just edit us into this. But, um, JW, do we have a caller, I think? We do. Yeah, from area code 954. Ooh. Let's get that caller on. Hi. Hi, caller. You're live on the air. Are you with us? Hello. Hello. Hi. Is this David? Yes. Hey, David, it's Jasper, and say hello to Jennifer and John. How are you, buddy? Hi, hello, David. Hi, I, I Jennifer. How are you doing? Good. Me, how are you? Um, I'm such a big fan of yours. I think both of the Brady movies. I love it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I can watch it over and over again. Oh. That's so sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but, David, um, David has a show. David has a a show called Daytime After Dark, which I was a guest on recently. Um, so thank you for that, David. Yeah, yeah I love it. your voice. What a great voice. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Did you, um, did you watch the Brady Bunch when you grew up? You That's a great Brady question, Bunch? yes. I was a huge, I watched every single episode. I, I, I still watch them if they're on. I mean, I, I just, I feel like I loved I loved the television show. I was so into it, and I still am. I loved I love it. You do. I, I think every episode too. Me too. I said <laughs> mm-hmm. every episode. I'm a big fan of Brady Bunch. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Then you work. Well, I, mm-hmm. Then you work with Davis in the movie. Yeah, I feel very lucky that I got to work with her. And um, she was actually my favorite cast member. I mean, they were all my favorite, but Ambi Davis, like in particular, like she's such an amazing character oh, actress. Yeah. And, and um, she was so kind to me. We had we had a lot of fun, and she liked to rehearse, which I like to do. So it was a lot of fun. We got to like rehearse our scenes a lot. And I just thought she was like just a cool lady. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, thank you for taking my call. Okay, David. Thank you, buddy. It's great to nice hear your voice. Thank you. Take thank care. You. Me okay, Jasper, I'm crying. Say hi. Oh, uh, yes. Say hello. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Take take care, buddy. Oh, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. Thank you, David. Good so question. he shows on Block Talk Radio, is that right, Jasper? I was just looking at uh, it. Yeah, it's called after Daytime Dark. After Dark, and um, they they usually profile a lot of daytime actors, but but people from all over. So anyway, that was nice of That's him to call cool. in. Yeah, mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. Well, listen, I think also, um, I think what happens is I I noticed with you too. Like I said, you've you've been able to work with these like Jack Plotnik. There's a Sam Pancake. There's this reoccurring you've been able to work with the same people over and over which says a lot in this business as well it's very fortunate yeah and like with michael patrick king how how did that relationship 
happen? How do you guys? Well, what's so funny is I actually, I know Michael Patrick King from theater. You know, it's so weird because people are always like kind of dissing theater in L.A., Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, you can make a lot of, for young actors who, you know, are trying to break in, you can make a lot of connections in theater. Right. I think. Mm -hmm. I did too. I 100% agree. All these people I worked with in theater. Um, Michael Patrick King directed me in a play, you know, and um, he's just, he's so creative and he's genius, you know, and he's inspiring you guys because Mm -hmm. he told me he was fired from every single job that he had until sex in the city. And it was a lot of jobs. So that just goes to show you got to persevere, persevere. Don't give up. Hang in there. And like you said, you know, you and I come from this generation where theater, first of all, I did it because like you, I loved it. And it, yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't do it like to be showcased or whatever. It just no. But it, you just loved it. Yeah, but it yeah. happened to be. But you know, I find that now when we talk to young actors, and it's, I guess it's because of YouTube and social media and all that. Mm-hmm. I don't find that 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 same that they want to do theater. They don't seem to know about it, or you know what I mean. It's like they don't. I know. Think, I know. They don't think about it's doing it. It makes me sad, but. It's actually, it's really, it's such a great experience and it's such a collaborative experience. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like you make a lot of connections there as well as, you know, being artistically fulfilled. Well, and also, you know, it's the one medium where you kind of control the performance. I mean, for the moment it, the curtain goes up, you're, you're doing it, you know, in TV and film, I always say to people, it's a little bit of, you know, shooting a little here, stopping and mm-hmm. starting. It's not, yeah, you're it's not like sustaining, minutes. you're not mm-hmm. sustaining a performance throughout a two hour. Right. Exactly. exactly. And so, and yeah. so for it was weird for me when I went from theater to TV and film, because I was like, oh, I, okay. It's a totally different medium. You know, I had to really sort of pull it back and I have a great respect now for TV and film, but I used to think, because I would hear actors say, like I remember Julia Roberts said one time she had never done theater, and I was thinking, wow, really? To yeah, me, that no, was supposed good, to, right? that was like the natural progression. But then I thought, well, yeah. wait a minute, not every theater actor can do what she does in film. You know what I mean? So it's a exactly, yeah, it's yeah, not a guarantee exactly. both both ways, um, which is which is great. But like you know, we approach the work the same whether it's theater, TV, or film. Um, yeah, yeah. I approach it based now. I approach it. Um, what's paying the most? How close is it to my house? And, <laughs> and I know I'm terrible. I feel so terrible. I was such an artist <laughs> back in 1991. Oh my god, I would drive Not to I would drive to Redondo Beach and Hermosa Beach, and I would do theater. You know, yes. I would, I would, and now I'm just like, fuck. Are you kidding me? What? I used to like, write to South Coast Repertory yes. from um, Cal Arts. Like, oh my God. But that was like youth and just being a yeah. crazy artist. You know? I know. Now we're we're adults and we're a lot more practical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can, li- we can live vicariously crazy. through the younger people <laughs> that are, are hustling out there. Yeah. Um, well, listen, I also want to talk before the time runs out. I cannot believe how fast this goes. I want to talk about sketch comedy 
because you had your, you know, you were part of a show called Hype, which for a lot of people don't understand, Hype uh, was like a Mad TV Saturday Night Live yeah. kind of show. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, sketch is its own beast itself within its, that's a whole other kind of world that a lot of actors are afraid of as well. You know, they don't know improv, I think scares a lot of actors. Well, I would recommend if people want to study improv, I loved, I took groundlings and it, it, it just kind of like it opened up my world and um, it actually makes you a better person because right. you actually kind of learn how to listen even in your real life. Cause you have to listen when you're doing improv and mm-hmm. they teach you tricks and it's just so much fun. I mean, it's totally nerve wracking. They used to call me to do their shows and like, you totally got diarrhea. You don't want to do it. I would be like, I don't want to do it. Like I would literally have to have someone push me on stage. But then once I was on stage doing it, it was the most fun I've ever had in my life. It's, um, it's good for, for acting in general. I just think, especially it's even good for like commercial. Right. If you know how to improv, you know, it's something everybody should do. And Groundlings is amazing. They're so sweet. They guide you through it. They they help oh, you yeah. out. And you want to talk about a legacy? I mean, there's just so many amazing talents that that have come through oh, and that are God. still coming through uh, Groundlings. And yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I, as an actor, I don't know how you. I mean, I love to improv. You know, I love to yeah. improvise on yeah. the set. But a lot of actors don't. You know, and I had to learn yeah. that. I had to learn that quickly. I thought, I just assume everyone did. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I know. Me too. It, yeah, because a lot of people are, are very set, you know, when they're working, they can get very thrown by yeah. it. So I've always had yeah. to remind myself to, okay, Jasper, you know, just remember they're not into this. But um, I don't know. I just think it's a lot of the magical stuff happens when you in between the lines and do, when you're doing the improv um, oh, stuff. It's- it's it's fantastic. It's it's really and it's empowering and it's fun and you know yeah. it's silly and it's great. Well, in, I think in conclusion, I would say the 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 best thing about where we are in this business right now is the joy comes in between action and cut. You know, there's still that like joy that. of when yeah. we're working. You know, we we have to learn like anything, the rest of it is a job and, you know, it's just like the plumber who has to get up and go to work. It is a job, but we still love the actual doing of it, the actual work, Um, the auditioning, hmm, you know, the self tapes, hmm, all that stuff that goes along with it. That's just part of the attitude towards things. That's what I just think is so awesome about you is like, Oh, well, thank you. I, I think it's all about your attitude. Well, I thank you. I just, I just believe that, um, you know, the talent will never, the talent will stay there. Just have to stay in the game or they just, Mm -hmm. they just get tired of looking at us and like, God damn, give Jasper a part, please. You know, is he back again? I feel like I, how I get a job. They're like, Oh, just give her a job already. You know, <laughs> there's Jennifer Lee's so talk thirsty. again. Give Please, her a job. Give her something. You know, and then you get a job and you're like, great. 
<laughs> and we have another right. caller holding. Do you want to take that oh. call, Jasper? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right. Hi, caller. You're on the air with us from area code 937. Can we have your name, please, and where you're calling from? Yeah, my name is uh, Ben Sullenberger. I'm calling from Georgetown, Texas, which is basically Austin, Texas. Oh, Great. hey, George. All right. Hey, hey Ben. How here. are you? Hi. Doing real good. Well, welcome to the show. Um, Austin, wow, that's a great town. That's a great artistic city. Mm-hmm. Music town. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, you have a question? we definitely have a good time down here. Oh, that's oh. what I hear. I want to move. <laughs> right. Come on down. We have no state income tax. Oh, is that yeah. true now? Oh, that's great. You're like uh, Florida, Nevada. Oregon. Yep. Are you in the are you in show business? Are you an actor? No. Oh, thank no. God. Um, yeah, no, 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 definitely not. I do supply chain for a living. Okay. Well, you have you, you have a real good a real a real job, which is important. I mean, some days, yeah, sure. <laughs> do you, Do you have a question for Miss Miss uh, Jennifer Lee Cox? I do. I so I've always been a fan of yours, Jennifer, um, from a long time ago. Definitely the definitely the Brady Bunch movie days. That's so I would have been like uh, a middle schooler at that time. I love it. So I I I've I've heard now I'll need you to like give me a little details on this. So I heard after you all had finished filming the Brady Bunch movie and uh, before it was like being released to theaters, that you all had the, a majority of the cast had flown on a private jet with Chris Farley and Alicia Silverstone to Las Vegas to meet with a bunch oh of the investors God, and stuff for the film. I didn't know this. Yeah, so I, I kind of heard yes. that passing through. Yeah, so I was just wondering if you could tell me a little bit about that. It just sounds awesome. That's so great. I don't think a lot of the fans know about story. that. It was actually we were going to show Wes which is like Paramount with like, we got on the Paramount jet. It was super fancy. I was literally sitting next to Denzel Washington, you guys. <laughs> I, I was like, there was, there was some other big name people on there. I just couldn't think of, but I, I had heard Chris Farley yeah. and Alicia Silverstone were like two of them. Oh yeah. They were there. And um, Denzel was there. And um, like kind of every Paramount star from that year, Tom Cruise, Oh wow! Um, we were. It was so exciting, but it was so. <laughs> I mean, that, that being like one of your. Yeah, I mean, like that being one of your first films, and then you know you have this experience right after you film it. I mean, that had to be pretty baller, right? Yes, yes. That's so amazing that you know that. I don't know how you know that. That's crazy. I, um, I actually, believe yeah. it or not, like I actually found pictures like Getty images of like you all walking in costume at that place that this you know oh event was at in Las Vegas. I actually found pictures. Wow. That's so funny. It's so funny too because we were dressed everyone was kind of their famous self on that plane and I was like, Oh my god, right. I was like if this plane goes down like this is like, every That's hilarious. Oh my god. But we were all dressed yeah, like I said, I, I think a lot of uh, and, yeah, and I love the movies. You know, I'm a, I'm a big Brady head. Um, even though I'm only 36, and 
Um, you know, the original Brady Bunch was like done and out before I was even born, but I've just always been a big fan. Oh. And obviously I, mm. I'm friends with a lot of fans and stuff. I think a lot of people just didn't know that cool little, you know, story that's that a uh, great, I, I, I love to ask you that about. Because that was a great story. I mean, that's, yeah, I'm so glad wow. that you brought that up. Thank it's you incredible. for that, Ben. That's, yeah. that's a great Yeah, it was really, really fun. But we performed as the Brady Bunch, like literally like I was sitting next to – Denzel Washington dressed as Jan Brady. I would have liked to have done a sexier outfit. <laughs> did you have the Coke bottle glasses on too? I did. I had my glasses on and I had like my curls pinned because like I was like all pinned up ready to go. But I mean, I was so grateful to be there. That was such a great experience. Oh my God, that I'm is. so glad That's you brought that up. Well, well, good. Yeah, I, I follow you on Facebook. If I can find those pictures somewhere on my hard drive sometime, I'll, I'll share them with you. That would be awesome. Thank you. That's so cool. Yeah. You know that. That's awesome. Hey, Thank you know what? Us fans, you know, we dig back 25 years like it was yesterday, Jennifer. So, you know, don't, That's amazing. don't, oh, uh, don't think twice. I love it. Cool. Well, thank you so, thank awesome. you so much for uh, sharing a little bit of that with me. Well, listen, thank Ben, you. thank you so much for calling. Thanks for listening to the show. And uh, say hi to everyone in Austin and have a great rest of your night. Thank you so much. Thank all you. All right, thank you all. Have a good one. Thanks, thank buddy. You. Take care. Bye-bye. That was wow. cool. Wow. That. Yeah. That was like a little. That little people know. That's cool. Well, you know, since we don't really screen the calls, I always hold my breath like, <laughs> I'm always like, you know, like we found that tape, Jennifer. Uh, you know, I'm like, wait, what? No, no, I'm on the, I'm on the disconnect button, real. Fast. I was like, Kim, do we have a five second delay? I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, I know you're, you're an open book, but we don't want, you know, we can't have just everything out there. Oh my God, we need about, we could talk for four hours, clearly. Yeah, so I, we could, definitely. Totally. I just want to remind everyone, go to JenniferEliseCox.com. Also, Twitter, it's at Jen Elise Cox. Instagram, Jennifer Elise Cox. He mentioned your Facebook fan page. Um, follow her. Check out all the stuff that she's doing in the professional poker world, the celebrity poker world. Keep your eyes tuned for television. There's going to be a lot of work coming her way this mm-hmm. year and the next years to come. Uh, we love Deborah you, Messing. Jennifer. Tell her. Tell tell. Tell her to bring her back. <laughs> We're going to get on the Deborah Messing train if we have to bash Susan Sarandon with her, if that's what it takes. That's right. That's right. We'll work it all. And uh, I'm going to have you back next time, and we'll talk strictly politics. Maybe Lee will join you, and uh, yes. we can get into politics. Because tonight, yes. we just... Thank you so much for having me. Oh, listen, you're the best. Give Lee a big hug. Have a great rest of your I evening. Guess. Yeah, you're a joy. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Have a good one. Thank you, Jeff, for calling. Love you guys. Love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Mm. (laughs) Wow, that was great. Yeah. She's amazing. I know. We could talk. We could talk forever. And, you know, Mm -hmm. what? But see, I, okay, so I've known her for a while. Here's what I love about doing the show. Even if you're interviewing people that you know, I really, and I guess I should have known this, it's probably out there. But I didn't quite understand. I didn't know that the Brady Bunch, that was her really first professional job. Right. Yeah. So you talk about like being shot out of a cannon, you know, Mm -hmm. and 
and that's what I love. Like when you're hearing about being on the private jet, I mean, you know, Denzel and others are sitting there kind of jaded. <laughs> They've been through this before. Tom and, you know, how, how great to have like yeah. Jennifer's take on it where she was really yeah. the fish out of water and just loving everything that was happening. So, yeah. wow. Well, listen, John, yeah. thank you again. Yeah. It's been an amazing show. I wish yeah, everyone – to, yeah, please, again, follow us on our social media, one-on-one -on -one with Jasper Cole, and check out the website, jaspercole.com. We will be back next Thursday, uh, if you're listening to this live. Our special guest is going to be Bill Alverson, who's a reality star. He's also a producer and the inspiration for the hit Netflix series called Insatiable. And uh, he's a good Southern guy from Alabama, and this will be his second time on the show. Yeah, so he's we're looking great. forward. A lot has happened to Bill since the last time, uh, John, you and I uh, interviewed. Oh, him. I've so heard. I've heard a lot yes, of great and, life changes have happened. Yes. So, and you see him in in the season two of Yes. So check that out, folks. If he has a reoccurring Netflix, I, reoccurring yeah. role. Yes, yeah, season two is now on Netflix. So, um, everyone, look forward to next week. It. I love it. Isn't it, it great? Yeah. I love it. it is. I love Debbie yeah. Ryan. Yeah. And um, everyone, a big thanks to BS Podcast Network, our host uh, company. As you know, we're on iTunes and Spreaker and Blog Talk and Spotify and iHeartRadio. We're so grateful for our advertisers. Big shout out to everyone at Blog Talk Radio. JW, have a great rest of your evening. You too, Jasper. Thank you. Yeah. Much and love. I'll see you next and, week. Uh, yeah, thanks everyone. Peace out. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for checking out One on One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus